Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. I'm delighted today to say I have Fergal with us, who is a content expert. Fergal, welcome to the show. Great, great to see you, great to be here. Uh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Fergal, to start off, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. So um, I'm based in Ireland, in the middle of Ireland, in Tipperary, in Clamell and Tipperary. And uh, I have a hotel and two bars. And during, I also have a marketing consultancy, which I've always worked on, called Loom. And particularly then during the lockdown, when the hotel was closed and the bar was closed, I had a bit of free time in my hand and I started doing some travel podcasting, Travel Tales with Fergal. And then out of that, it grew. I started writing um, some articles for news travel articles. And then I got to uh, slots and local radio shows for travel. And then I started to do podcasting for other companies. So it's kind of just grown over, as they always say, like silver lining with lockdown. It got, kind of got me into that whole side of it. So now I'm doing podcasts for lots of different companies and lots of different sectors and i love it really enjoy it i have to say yeah to, to say you've had an incredible last two years like a huge transition uh, is is amazing um when we look at kind of your your last two years in particular what would you say is your main strength and how have you worked on that the last two years so you know, when I started doing the the podcasting, the Travel Tales with Fergal, I knew absolutely nothing about podcasting. So I had to learn all about the process, about the mics and the equipment and software to use and how to go about the podcasting. And then my mark, my background is marketing. So I really enjoyed that, like doing the PR, as I say, I didn't spend, I haven't spent any money on marketing the podcast. And it's now listened to in over 90 countries worldwide. And it's the number one travel podcast in Ireland. So, and all of that was done through social media marketing and PR. So, you know, just time and energy going into that. But what that did show me is the power, what I learned from it is the power of social media uh, marketing and also, you know, even traditional PR doing articles and things like that. But the actual learning, the process of doing the podcasting and the broadcasting and getting guests and marketing the podcasting so it's the whole package that um over the last two years i've really enjoyed and been growing it all that time i love it and your story is so brilliant it, over obviously a lot of this isn't overnight you you've been marketing for a long time and you you've had a lot of experience in that maybe more brick and mortar kind of marketing and and then adding digital into it but have you found now your work is mainly digital and you're always trying to market the podcast first and foremost and then onwards from there is that how you you operate currently yeah very much i mean i also do kind of you could say traditional pr as in around a lot of my podcasts i write articles and get them in into papers and things like that but i've really seen how it's grown you know like for example like even last week i went through my travel podcast and i do podcasts for you know different uh, tourist boards and even over the last six months i've been to portugal and on the camino for spain and last week i was up in Derry for the visit Derry tourist board so it's been growing and i've done work for the Tipperary tourist board so 
it, that has been growing and that is all through um, social media, really. Your profile, you know, is the best way of getting the message out, I would say, from that point of view. And um, yeah, I found that very effective. You're going to make a lot of listeners envious of your creator right now, Fergal, I'm sure, with, especially with the traveling elements. But what do you think would be your main success socially? What kind of content are you doing that you think is resonating with, with people out there? I suppose it, it depends on which podcast I'm doing, but I suppose I find that um, Instagram is the most effective, particularly because, you know, things like Traveller would probably be one of the top three things that people like to see on Instagram. So Instagram is really good. And I found Twitter from a media point of view is really good. And then also from a business point of view, promoting myself and other podcasts, LinkedIn, I find really effective. You know, it's funny, like just saying it's on Instagram, it's sort of maybe one a day. Twitter doesn't really matter how much you post. And then LinkedIn is maybe a couple of times a week. And then Facebook, not as much. I haven't really found, um, say for my podcasting side, I haven't found Facebook particularly effective or you don't really know as much there isn't as much engagement i have this thing that theory that there's lots i know that there's because i see people when i put up a story there's lots of people that use facebook but they don't interact on facebook so they don't like or share and things like that but they, when you put up a story you see you can still see who looks at it and there's people who are on facebook that never actually interact but i'd say from an interaction point of view instagram is is definitely the best and then i would find say i also promote gigs and things like that so if i was advertising if i was spending money i would still use facebook first for advertising gigs and things like that so that and and that on instagram as well that's really effective that's really really good points and you're matching kind of the the current industry landscape as well with the facebook and instagram mm. uh, paid advertising being the main areas uh Obviously, it's a podcast your, your, is your main bread and butter, Fergal. How do you go about advertising that on those platforms? What kind of content do you actually create to put out there? Um, so, you know, it's funny. I, I got, the, the one I used to do the most was audiograms. So I'd have little clips from the uh, podcast. You know, I always fancied, you know, doing one minute clip that would that when I interview someone that would sum up the bod the podcast that episode the most and that was a little trick that I, I love doing but from a actually from a popularity point of view you know one of the most popular ones I did, I did an episode about Anthony Bourdain and I just put up a quote on Twitter that was one of the most viewed or retweeted uh, tweets that I had done so you do all this work creating audiograms and then or else just putting up a photo of somewhere on Instagram um, are so effective so, so i would say nearly the, the simpler the things are the more effective they are and i find that stories say on instagram are really really effective because if you do regular by doing regular posts try to be doing them you know nearly every day it keeps you up on the top of the feed for people that follow you and so that i think is one of the most effective things is actually using stories it's also a good way of seeing how many people see you know actually how effective those stories are but simple images is probably the best way to go but when i'm creating content myself i use audiograms which i really like because of sound and a visual brilliant yeah really well said and in terms of a content calendar, are you strict on that? Do you have a pattern in terms of posting on these different platforms? And you've obviously mentioned Instagram, but w would you 
order what your preference is and what you think you get your best results on just for anyone listening what your preference is for your industry um i would say for podcasting that um i suppose instagram but twitter what where twitter is really good is if somebody likes your tweet and linkedin is the same actually i would say people that you don't know kind of a network can grow out so when you do posts getting new people on board i would say linkedin and twitter are very effective like that and instagram is more for people that already know about you but um those three really are are the ones that i would use and then you know when i'm doing my podcast i would always put out you know it depends on which one i'm putting out you you know i would have a few going out every week so that's how my week kind of it, it, it works itself as in you know i've one going out that day so i'll do a post about it and often i'm doing it for clients then they're posting as well so that that helps increase its profile so you know and you're giving i would give them audiograms for them to post as well which is a very effective way for you know they're promoting the podcast for you so that's you know very effective yeah brilliant and in terms of softwares you've obviously already mentioned the audiograms but do you use any kind of softwares or apps to to create this content to, to help with your podcast? Well, I mean, the best one is Canva. I mean, that's a real, when that came in really as a game changer, wasn't it, design-wise? So yeah, definitely. Can, yeah, you can do everything on Canva. So Canva, and then for the audiograms, I use Headliner, which I find the most effective one. And it's very simple, very easy to use. So they're the two that I use the most, Canva and Headliner. And then for podcasting, the actual for editing, I use Audacity, which is, you know, open where it's free. And that's really, really simple and really effective. So I love using that and you know, my own equipment Then just a mic, really, and um, headphones and you're off, you know, very easy to do now. Yeah, I, I use a Rodecaster set. That's my mic and I have a little uh, audio board, but uh, I, I saw your setup. Um, obviously, our listeners can't see that, but uh, how did you find what, what kind of equipment and how do you find your setup currently? Yeah, so it's really, I mean, I find it very effective. I, every now and then I go, I should get a better mic, but um, I think it only costs about 30 euros. It's called Majority RS and it's been really good. Yeah, very. I find, I'm very happy with it and it's very effective. And then I use, um, you know, if I'm interviewing people outside, I use an Olympus. It's, you know, one of those little uh, recorders for sound, for interviews. And I find yes. that does the trick. And I, as I said, I was up in Visit Dury last weekend interviewing different people over a weekend. And there was no issue with the batteries and the sound quality is really good. So I'd really recommend that. And actually just using other times I've used my iPhone. That's just as good, really, you, you yeah. know, using your iPhone. So all the equipment's there and it's all very reasonably priced. So it's very effective. That's that's the best thing. And, and that's one of my favorite things about this particular show is we're always looking for the cost effective ways of getting things set up. You know, it's, you can say all the softwares and, and uh, web pages that have all these different platforms and stuff based, based in them. But the reality is there's so many cost effective ways of using the exact same things. And it's, it's the, it's the content and the personalities and the people that's using them is what shines through in campaigns. It's not necessarily the equipment you have. Yeah. And that's Olympus, like it's called a linear PCM recorder. And it's so small. Like I was interviewing somebody last weekend for half an hour and then I turned off the recorder and he's like, you're recording me. You didn't even notice. <laughs> and that's great. Cause you, cause if you put a big mic up to somebody, 
there or even just have that's why the phone actually i found interviewing people just having your phone there beside you because people you i'm sure you've noticed sometimes once you uh put a microphone up to somebody they they tighten up and they start thinking about what they're saying because you want it to be as natural as possible that's it yeah there's loads of different ways but i find yeah the camera if like going one step further cameras can put people in circles you know um but yeah, I, I think you've made some really good points there. And Olympus is definitely one I'll check out for recording. But yeah, I've, I've always used my iPhone. And like you say, it's natural. You can put it on the table. No one sees anything from it. And uh, it's so natural in a kind of working space or a social space anyway. So yeah, you can. I, I can see why it works so effectively. Um, away from your actual kind of ongoing work is there any strengths or areas that you're looking to upskill into and why um so well you know i'm I'm improving all the time like i mean i only started doing this podcasting um uh gosh like it was only a year and a half ago or so so i feel like i'm learning that all the time you know every every week there's something new because I've been doing podcasting now for different companies and there are different sectors. So I'm learning about interviewing people and um, that's the area that I sort of grow in. And, you know, the area I, I do a lot of writing now as well. So that's an area I'd like to sort of continue and, and do more of because I've really enjoyed that, you know. So I'd really like to, to do a little bit more of that writing with the with the travel side of it. And Fergal, from a confidence point of view, do you think you're more comfortable writing? Do you think audio is where you're best at? Or or do you think video visually uh, would be where your biggest strengths would lie? How did you identify yourself there and produce the content for that? Yeah, I would say definitely um, the audio. You know, the writing is good, but it's sort of slow process and... You know, I, I like the kind of immediacy of audio and it can be it's a bit more relaxed and natural. And that's so that's what I absolutely I love that, you know, and I love, you know, I'm sure you're the same when you're interviewing someone. When I'm interviewing someone, I love when we go off tangent. Like this morning I was interviewing a guy. I love when I have a, a list of questions, but then the interview kind of at start of interview we're, we're talking about something i intended to talk to at the end and we work our way around and once i've covered all the topics i love that i love going off subject and it's the same on the radio as well you know there's one and claire fm and often we go off subject and they always end up being the best chats the most natural ones so i love that going off script which you don't do when you're writing but i, I that's what i love about audio about radio podcasting being able to go off script you know completely agree and i find you can fit a lot more information into audio especially you know video it's it's a bit more you have to be a bit more presentable and again you have to hit certain touch points and same with the written form you are more structured and you can't make it too long or no one will actually read it so yeah there is a audio balance there and yeah i i can see it in you that audio would be one of your biggest strengths and it's it's why you're so successful you know your podcast is so successful is um i bet you have a really good way of being informative but present it in a good storytelling fashion yeah but you know the other thing is what it is i'm very passionate about it and i think that's the key i've kind of heard a few people talking about that over the last few days in different areas about being passionate about what you do so i'm very passionate about um you know podcasting and about travel and things like that 
And I think that comes across. Hopefully that's what comes across. I think in all walks of life, if you're passionate about what you do and you're interested, then that comes across. Completely agree. Completely agree. And looking at the digital industry as a whole, is there anything that excites you or you think might enhance your work that's coming down the line that might not necessarily be out there right now? Well, the only thing I would say that I still think podcasting is is in its infancy. So I think that's an area that's going to grow and grow. You can see the figures, the listenership figures are growing all the time and the amount of companies that are starting to take it up. So that's the area that I would would expect to grow over the next few years. You know, sometimes companies, they think it's a big deal to do a podcast or something like that. And it's not actually, it's very easy to do. And I, I think they'll be more open to it as time goes on. You know, as I say, it's it's like on-demand radio, the, the same way as Netflix is on-demand TV. So I think that's the area that I see growth over the next few years. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, and I agree with that. There's there's more applications coming out there now that are supporting podcasting, which is a good sign as well. That normally enhances the industry and, and innovates it in some ways. Yeah, definitely. Definitely see that that's going to grow. I think, you know, just when you see the figures, the number of people, particularly younger people now that listen to uh, podcasts rather than radio, it's huge. So that's definitely the growing area now, I would say, over for the next couple of years. And Fergal, lastly, we try and understand the people a little bit more behind their roles. If you could bottle up one personality trait that you have that you'd like to pass on to others, what would that be? Well, I've used the line passion already. So that that and, you know, doing something that you love, whether it's with your job or whether it's outside your job to do something that you love and that you're passionate about. Um, I, I think that's the key, isn't it? Something like doing things like this. I mean, when I was right, I didn't write, you know, like a leaving cert. I did an, my essay for my leaving cert and I didn't really write anything until uh, lockdown happened and then I was writing for the Irish Independent and then I got a, a column in the local newspaper and I hadn't written for you know 30 years so that and you know I wish I had done that but I, it's funny like when I I think in sort of articles so when I'm away doing say when I'm traveling I'm always thinking about stories and this will make what you know this will make a great story when you're doing something but I hadn't put it down so i I would say that that's one thing to follow your passion, but also to go for it, to have the confidence to go for it. Because, you know, when I've been doing this for the last year and a half, every day I go, geez, what am I doing and how can I do this? But I do, I I, I go flip it. I'm going to do it. And that's what I'd say to like, it's, you know, there's different chapters. I've interviewed people say a podcast series I'm doing at the moment is DCU alumni. And one guy, one of the guys interviewed podcast came out last week. Brendan Thomas was like one of the founders of Twitter and he, um, you know, just now, now he's writing. He talks about, you know, they call it in America, like the, you know, the second chapter in your life. So you're never too old to, to change tack or to follow those dreams. Uh, I couldn't have put that any better. I, I also think that it's really important for people to, to maintain that creativity in their lives, whether it's a coloring book or, yeah, playing around with audio, making music, just picking up a guitar and playing every once in a while or something, just trying to keep that creativity within their lives because uh, life becomes very dull if you're not, if, especially, you know, there's a lot of people that 
might not be able to work their passion. So like you say, be passionate outside of your work as well and, and try and, you know, align your interests with your day-to-day life. And I think you're a perfect example of someone that's, yeah, pivoted, but in, and, and you've almost manifested a life that you've, you've always wanted. And it's so nice to see. It's so nice to see someone that, that is passionate, that has a, a following that you deserve and, and are so you know, humble and lovely about it as well. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Lovely to hear that. Fergal, that's it. We're at the end of the interview. I, I could talk ages with you, but obviously we'll tag you on LinkedIn and share it out there. But I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me here. Great.